The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Coach Gordon Roberts with us tonight. Coach, what's going on? Not much, Coach. It looks like a lot of things still going on with the Patriots. Hey, well, who's who's under more pressure, Coach? Um, Tom Brady or the owner Kraft? Uh, coach, I think it's Cordell. I think the commissioner's under the most pressure. And why would you say that? He's had no problems Kraft? in the past. Bucks? He, How much he, is he worth? Roger Goodell? How much is the franchise worth? Well, Roger Goodell only makes $40 million a year. But Roger Goodell has had no problems in the past suspending players for 10 games, four games, entire seasons. And when we look at at something like um, what we're talking about, the deflate gate situation where, where the New England Patriots are alleged to have taken air out of the balls, and anybody that has ever played a game knows that if you take air out of the balls, you – you're likely to throw a ball further, more accurate. You're more than likely not to fumble the ball. Um, so there is a there is an advantage in what we're talking about. And I think more than anything, I think this is an ethical issue because you're actually really cheating when you do something like this. This is not this is not like holding where we penalize players or clipping or tripping. This is not like that. This is not an, an illegal block. This is a, a situation where you took advantage of something that probably cost a lot of people millions, and, and it, could have, it, could have, it could have affected the outcome of games, especially in the northeast part of the United States where they play football. You know, and Tom, Tom Brady has, um, has dealt with some things, and the New England Patriots have dealt with some issues in the past. They've even made rules for Tom Brady. The, the tuck rule is a, is a Brady rule. You know, but when we look at this, I think this is a, a, a cheating situation, and we're still yet to see, hear Tom Brady come out and say he has never cheated. He did not cheat. All right, hey, Matt, we're going to take a quick um, break, and we'll be right back to, with more sports info after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, how you feel about this Tom Brady for real? Well, Coach, you know, we both know that this is not something that happened just by Tom Brady, but at the same time, it definitely wasn't just the ball boys involved. And so, you know, I would love to see him just man up and say, hey, you know, somebody made a bad decision, we'll pay the penalty and move forward. Because right now all it's doing is making it look worse and worse for my sake. Well, you know, um, there is a, a a ratio for NFL ball pressure. You know, and and it and if Tom Brady had his balls at the lowest, would would that be a problem? Yeah. Or if he had it at the lowest lowest, the NFL says it could be. Would that be no, a problem? No, no. There's no problem there. But it was it was a pound and a half lower than the lowest agreed upon amount. It was at eleven and a half, coach. It's supposed to be at thirteen. It's supposed right. to be the lowest. I, I I agree, and I think you know Tom Brady's going to have to come up with some kind of something, and he, he maybe he's going to say, "Hey, he wanted his balls at the lowest." But I think the NFL is saying once we give you the balls, you can't you can't touch the air pressure. You know, oh, I agree. I mean, you can't you can't just let every quarterback have it any way he wants it. Right. Even if he might be a Hall of Famer someday. Right. Now, when we look at this, the whole situation, um, I think one of the things that's going to come out of this and one of the things that always come out of big situations that happen in sports is there's going to be a rule change. And the rule changes, maybe there's going to, they, they won't have a, uh, an air stem or maybe they'll have a, a special air stem that only 
only referees have, or I don't know what's gonna what's gonna become of this, but they're gonna have some kind of situation where they can lock the air pressure into a ball. You can't take it out. Uh, something's gonna come, especially game ball, because you know we only use these balls one time, and then we go on to the next week's game balls. And the thing about it is, though, coach, they were certified by the game officials. The what nobody seems to be paying attention to are all the game officials are saying, hey, look, we did our job. We certified the balls, and then we gave them to each you know, each team, and then if something happened after the fact, it was after we had certified it. Now, you're saying maybe they can make it where nobody could drain any air uh, unless you had a special stem. I don't know how much that would cost or if the technology is even there, but uh, it's definitely not right. That uh, this this is you're right. There's going to be a rule change involved. Yeah, there there is going to be a rule change involved. And 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 when you say you're right, I don't think we are paying attention to this. And that's that's someone that we have not heard from either. Is the referees? And I think those are the people we probably need to hear from um, the most. And they're probably the easiest people to talk to about this situation. And, and, and that's something that we don't really hear about in this Wells report either, is is uh, his conversation with the referees. Oh, he, it does, Coach. There's about three pages. He questioned the official that was in charge of that responsibility. There's one official on the crew that's responsible for checking pressure and certifying that the balls are game ready. And he discussed that with the guy, and the guy said when he turned the balls over, they were game ready. Wow. And the and only it, other thing that he did, he discussed with the head official, when did he find out the ball pressure was incorrect for New England, and he said late in the third quarter. So by that time, I don't know if there was anything they could do. I mean, could you stop the game? Do you... I mean, I know uh, Indianapolis coats were losing bad at that time, but at the same time, uh, there's been a violation of the rules that's pretty big. Yes, yes, and, and um, in a lot of in a lot of situations, you would have been disqualified. You understand what I'm saying? For sure. for a situ- for something like this, you know, or, or in in maybe the game could have been played under protest, but. I think this is such a serious violation that you could have, you know, the NFL would never do something like this, but this is something you should be disqualified for. And and, and that's why I don't think there's the penalties are that severe. I think that they cheated, got caught and let's move on. Jesus. And I, and and I agree coach. I don't, I don't think the penalty is severe, severe enough either. Um, I, I think the first round pick says a whole lot. You know, I think that says that, hey, wow, you guys are cheating. You know, yeah. I, I think the four game suspension for Brady is not enough. You know, and if anything, he should have been suspended for a year if they come, if it is proven that he has something to do with no, the knowledge of the pressure being lower in the balls. Because we don't know how long this has been going on. We're just penalizing him basically for one game. And we don't know how long this has been going on. 
and and undoubtedly, and I would bet, Coach, I would I would bet a lot of money I don't have that it's been going on for a long, long time. I would agree, and I and I'm saying at least throughout this season that that we just um, completed. You know, I'm not going to go back. I yes, love, I'd love to be able to be a fly on the wall with those two ball guys and them discuss in honest terms how long they've been doing it and who told them to do it. Yeah. Wow. And and can you imagine a book these guys are going to have? <laughs> do you know how many people want to talk to them right now? Oh, yeah. Man, they, those guys, they, they're suspended from work, but they're in hiding. Please, they'd probably rather be at work. Coach, yeah, because everybody wants a piece of them now. Coach, Kraft probably, they're at Kraft's uh, vacation home <laughs> at the beach somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the good life. So what are you saying? They could be here in Florida, huh? Yeah, Coach. Uh, now. Coach, just kind of drive along the beach and hold a ball in the air. And eventually, yeah. I'm going to come running up. <laughs> maybe, maybe the deflator, the one that called yeah. himself the deflator, maybe he'll, he'll show up. You know, man, we should. So I'm, I'm sure those guys, I don't have Facebook and don't do a lot of it, but um, I know a lot of guys that um, those guys probably mugs are all over the place, people looking for them. And yeah. Coach, and uh, – if they're being suspended, are they being suspended without pay? Or are they being suspended for good? Right. You know, and, and how, how long are they going to be suspended? You know? Well, uh, and, and, you know, Kraft saying that the Wells report was wrong and uh, inappropriate and all this kind of stuff, and then he suspends these two guys. I, that's, a, that's a hypocrisy there. Yeah, what what is he saying? Yeah, we didn't do anything, but we suspended two guys. Right, and and you know, I, I really think he's he's throwing a, a curveball at us with this um, with this complaining about paying the million dollars. You know, this this is just a, a, a bunch of hogwash. They're going to pay that million dollars, and uh, and it should be more. It re- it really should be more. And I, and I really think how much money did they make winning the Super Bowl this year? Well, how much more money did they make than the Seahawks for winning the game? You know, I think it was huge. I think uh, as you look back over time, uh, this is going to be something where we'll all speculate. But as a player and coach, we both know that those kind of little advantages are big. And, and, Coach, will this affect Tom Brady's legacy? Depends, Coach. I think if he keeps pushing the fact that he's not going to take the suspension, he's going to fight it, da-da-da-da-da, I think it's hurting him more and more all the time. So, and, and, and do you see him um, possibly um, not going into the Hall of Fame on his first ballot because, because of this situation? Um Will will he walk away from the game, and this will um, tarnish his legacy? You know, are, are we going to see Tom Brady um, this year struggle because he's going to have to throw balls that are going to be um, at the appropriate um, air pressure? And, coach, uh, is this going to shorten his career? 
I mean, if you take a guy four games away from a guy, no big deal. But is he going to be more likely to be injured? Because are you you think Belichick is not going to try to win those four games? And the only way he's going to be able to do that is to give this <coughs> backup kid all the reps. So Brady's not going to get reps all through the preseason. He's not going to get a lot of reps through the, the if he takes if he gets four games suspension he won't get any reps those weeks so you're, you're talking about if you include the four preseason games eight games he's not going to get many reps with and you might say he's so good it won't matter but I can't believe there won't be some rust involved I I, I would I would agree with you um he and Belichick is a guy that wants to win, and he's going to prepare game by game. It's not going to be preparing yeah. Brady down the road. They're going to prepare for the game. Um, but I, I just I, – I'm, I'm curious to see how, how this whole thing um, – how, how it unfolds. Um, I, I really think Brady is um, a legacy – He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and um, I hate to see his legacy tarnished by something like this. But, Coach, we all know that when guys get older, they will do anything to hold on to an edge. Guys will do anything at any time in sports to hold on to an edge. You know, they will push the limits with drugs. They'll push their bodies to limits that they're – other people could not imagine they will push the limit and i think this is another situation where tom brady has pushed the limits to the point where he found an edge that he could manipulate over the edge and he took advantage of it oh i agree and i think that he's you know he's a prime example of uh what's going to happen uh in the future, with a lot of guys like that, Brady's being just one of them. Uh, yeah, you know, we, and we talked about we talked about uh, uh, Peyton. Uh, how many other guys would have just, would have just step back and w- walk away? I mean, Peyton's a first round balloter. He doesn't need the money. I forgot how much you told me the other day he was worth, but it was like hundreds of millions and stuff. Uh, yeah. And so uh, Brady's the same way. They're not doing it for the money anymore, Coach. You know, it, it's it's all about just not doing anything to get that next championship or that next national championship or uh, world championship. You know, it's they'll do whatever. You know, deflate balls, Spygate, whatever they can get away with. Right, and and you know we've seen guys um, push the envelope as far as they can, you know, um, to the point where we, we, we see guys um, um, take hypertension medication or, or actually get uh, get a prescription, be prescribed hypertension medication so they can have that kind of edge. You know, uh, we, 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 we see guys um, um, do cycles of um, steroids, and, and try and do it during a time. They used to do it during during the off season, so they wouldn't get caught. But now they have so many drugs now that clean the drugs 
up. They camouflage the drugs. So yeah. we're we're still they're still using steroids and and uh, but these are the, these are the things that guys will do to play this game. And uh, and, and trust me, uh, it's it's a physical game that the side effects of it are really still unknown. Uh, we talk about the brain damage and and the, and the concussions that players are, are dealing with, but how about all the um, the uppers that we take? You know, when I was in the league, they were they were right there on the counter. You know, these uptime oh, yeah. vitamins. You know what I mean? It's sure. nothing but straight caffeine and nicotine. You know what I mean? And they, they're right there for you. Hey, get grab a couple of them. You know, guys would take four or five of them before practice. You know, come on. And so the the things that uh, guys do for an edge is is unbelievable, and it doesn't surprise me that Tom Brady has done this. Uh, it does surprise me that he got caught though, and and it surprises me. And I and I guess he would have never got caught if we were depending on the referees to determine whether he was going to get caught or not. Oh, I think if uh, I think if the man uh, the equipment manager for the coach doesn't bring it up. Uh, it, it's never going to be mentioned. It's never going to be mentioned. And it wasn't all the balls. It was just two balls. Oh, I thought it was all of them, Kurt. No, I don't know. Now, you, 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 you know, you, I you thought all follow- 20 balls. Uh, the two that they confiscated at the game, they, they confiscated two at the game, but they felt like that all 20 of the balls for New England were deflated. Well, but now they only confiscated two at the game, Coach. At the end of the game, they got two balls at the end of the game. And they they were both at 11-5. Well, you're right, Coach. They said it, there's a report that 11 of the 12 balls used in Sundays by the New England Patriots offense were two pounds per square inch below the league requirement. It was two pounds? I thought it was a pound and a half, but two pounds. Uh, Coach, you know that's huge. Yeah, that is. That is. You know, so. I can squeeze the ball a whole lot better two pounds lighter. Now, this is an old story. That was back in January that 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 came out. But, you know, it's it's, it's still – it doesn't matter if it was one one point five or two pounds, and I guess if you're just letting the air out, it's hard to tell whether it's it's one point five or two pounds. Yeah, you know, if you don't have a gauge, maybe who knows? That guy may have had a gauge with him. Yeah, he he probably gave, yeah he went in the bathroom for twenty minutes, coach. <laughs> how long does it, how long does it take you to do a ball? Yeah, uh, I guess a that, couple yeah. of seconds. Uh, per yeah, per ball. Yeah. So hey, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm still guy, the guy. The guy got suspended, coach, because he spent too much time in the bathroom. <laughs> hey, but how about how about um, Bill Belichick has not said anything yet. Oh, you know, not, he, a word, he, not a peep out of Bill Belichick. He's keeping quiet, coach. Belichick, I mean, he doesn't want to happen to him that what happened to Peyton, uh, uh, Sean Payton, for the the Saints. You know, I bet you Belichick was worried to death that he was going to get suspended also. And do you think they could possibly come down ever on Bill Belichick behind this? Because I just can't see where, you know, the, the head coach not knowing this. You know, this is just not something that he would The guy's a control freak. Everybody knows him. 
He's he always is in control of everything, and so you're going to tell me that he doesn't know, uh, you know, that this has happened. And if he knows it's happened, he knows who's involved. He knows who's in charge of the balls. He knows the balls are being prepped for Tom Brady. You know, I agree. But but we haven't heard anything from Bill Belichick. Oh, I don't think you will, Coach. I think Belichick is trying to make sure that he didn't get caught up in the in the netting when this scoop up thing. I don't see how they could go back and give him anything worse uh, since, you know, of course, what they did to uh, uh, Ray Rice was uh, not complicit. But what I think will happen is I think Roger Goodell is going to have to say, hey, listen, man, uh, Y'all need to just suck it up and take these penalties and move on. And if, if they fight it, then they're going to have to go to court. And if they go to court, Daryl, I think what's going to happen, Coach, is that they're going to subpoena his phone records, and it's going to show him texting or calling this kid uh, that was in charge in the balls, and uh, it's going to cost him. And I, I really think this thing with him going to court is not is not in favor of um, Tom Brady, you know, because it, it went, they're not only going to subpoena his phone, they're going to subpoena the ball boy's phone, you know, and then they could even possibly um, throw Bill Belichick in, the, in it as well. So uh, it, it's going to be crazy to see how, how this really, really um, unfolds, Coach. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's delayed here. Uh, I don't know, Coach, what's going to happen, but what's not going to be fair is if anything other than what's already been decided for You know, the Wells report, uh, I think, it, you know, they're saying they, it wasn't clear enough. I think it was absolutely clear. It's 26 pages, Coach. I mean, this isn't rocket science. The balls were deflated. Someone did it, and someone who did it was on – the New England Patriots staff. And you can't tell me a quarterback of the uh, uh, like Tom Brady isn't going to know that uh, the balls are deflated. Come on. I, I agree, Coach. Now, does Bill Belichick know anything? Sure he does. Sure so he, he does. Go, he, knows, the, he knows what's happened. But he's not going to say anything because he doesn't want to be caught up in the in, in the uh, the backwash. After the after, if they do go to court, does the punishment could the punishment possibly be more severe? Well, coach, regardless, what we were talking about from the get go was: is this going to tarnish Tom Brady's image? Okay. He goes to court and it's proven that he's been lying all along, he, that he knew about all this. Then, to me, as a fan, there'll be people that regardless, the guy could, you know, be doing all kind of stuff and nobody would care. There's those kind of New England Patriot fans. But the average fan that was a Brady fan that isn't a New England Patriot diehard, they're going to say, hey, this isn't the guy that I thought he was. So the more he drags this out, I think it's the worst on it. I, I would agree with you. And I, I look at it as possibly being 
a worse punishment for the New England Patriots if they take this to court. Because if they take this to court, they may dig in a little bit deeper than just that Indianapolis Colts game. You know, they may go back to the beginning of the season. um, And maybe even... What if they get these kids on the stand under oath and they... And they and they say, hey, you know, we're not, I ain't gonna per- perjure myself on the oath. Right. So they, yeah, I was told by Tom Brady back in the beginning of the season when they gave me this job that the balls were going to be at eleven five, uh, and not at thirteen. Right. So you know, and and you just never know. I I really think that this could possibly uh, open up a, a bigger can of worms for the New England Patriots if they go to court. And I don't think Robert Kraft want to go to court. I think he has a, uh, smart enough people around him. He's just throwing a big bluff at us right now. He he's he's not really wanting to um, take this thing into any, anything real serious. Uh, I think it's probably trying to deflate deflect some of the pressure off of um, the New England Patriots team and Tom Brady, put a little, put a lot of it on him. He's not really wanting to go to court. I think they're going to pay this fine. Um, Brady will be uh, suspended for the four games. They'll try to wash this under the rug as quickly as possible. And I think this whole thing is, like I said, Kraft just trying to deflect all of the pressure off to the team and Brady, put it on him, let him take it, and um and they're gonna move on. Hey guys, we'll be back with more sports info right after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. 
and coach, um, you know, we could talk about that Tom Brady forever and we can beat that dead horse forever. But hey, you know, I think this is the coolest thing ever to see this kid, Eric Golson. Um, Notre Dame, former Notre Dame quarterback, um, has a fifth year of eligibility left. Um, he's graduated from Notre Dame, and now he is on the free agent hunt, basically. He has an opportunity to have the whole college experience all over again, being recruited, go on as many trips as he wants. I think this is so cool. And, he, and, and, you know, Florida State was the front runner. And uh, he only has one year of eligibility left, so wherever he goes, he's going to have to play right away. And, um, hey, I think it's cool. You never well, know where I, he's going to go. Uh, the thing about it is it's changed so much. And Now, you know, as a kid, when you're coming out of high school, you only get five official visits. But uh, maybe that's not the restriction with this kid because he's, he's graduated from college. Right. But since he had a – Undoubtedly, he was redshirted sometime at Notre Dame. That's why he has a year of eligibility left. Is that how it happens? Yes. He was redshirted one year over there at Notre Dame, so that gives him a fifth year. Right. And, um, and, and he has graduated in, in four years. You know, this happened to a, a friend of mine, as a matter of fact, uh, Coach Randy Shannon's son played at, um, at uh, FAU. And um, he graduated in four years at FAU, and he had a still, and he got redshirted his freshman year at FAU, so he still had a year of eligibility left. And um, he transferred to UM and started his um, his his senior year, the whole season. Huh. Well, coach, you know, I know certain athletes are good enough; that doesn't matter, but. You would think at quarterback, I, and, I, and I might be completely wrong, and I, I know that Winston just graduated, but you would think Florida State would have had somebody this spring in the wings that they thought were going to be able to give them a pretty good chance to be competitive. Now, this kid comes in. How does that affect the, the chemistry in the locker room? I, you know, I don't know. I, as a coach, I would feel real skeptical about it. I, I I I disagree. I I, I think um, I'd I'd, uh, I'd be happy to have this kid uh, in my locker room. Uh, and, and, and 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 at the same time, coach, this kid has had some trouble. You know, um, he he's had some. He, he's had a, a little bit of trouble in his life. At the same time, a, a what nineteen, twenty, twenty-one year old didn't. And because he was ever and um, he he's grown up in a in a in a in a, in a media world. So any, every little thing he's done has had to, has been my, um, magnified. But I think the talent that he has, um, because he's such a versatile quarterback, he can run, um, he can throw, um, the, the, the kid, the kid is very, very athletic. Uh, I think he brings a lot to the table and he's one of those guys that can, that can change a team right away. Um, I, I, I just think, and, and he brings leadership. You know, this is a fifth-year senior we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It should be about 22, 23 years old, right? Yes. Yeah. So, well, uh, I, you know, he's a man, and, uh, you know, of course, he's trying to. 
Um, he's got, uh, you know, he's got a lot of things on his plate, but I would think that he has an opportunity to um, know that wherever he goes, this is his last interview before uh, the NFL. And I'm sure that's what the kid's thought process is. You know, uh, FSU just had a quarterback going the number one draft. Uh, maybe that's what his thinking is. And, and, and maybe it is. Uh, I think because of his uh, skill set, he, he might fit in very well with Florida State. Um, but, but at the same time, um, this, this young man is, is, is basically being recruited by a, a lot of big schools. Um, you know, um, USC, uh, Florida State. Um, Jimbo Fisher came out last week and said um, um, they're, they're in negotiations with uh, Eric Golson. <laughs> I think I thought that was kind of funny because uh, at least he was kind of almost keeping it real. You know, you got to really make the deal sweet for this young man to come to your school too, Coach. I mean, you can't just say, hey, you're going to get, uh, oh, you got a, a dorm over here and you'll be sharing a room with um, with uh, John Thomas, uh, a transfer from Wisconsin. No. Man, when no. he gets there, they take him to one of the finest apartments in the city. You know what I'm saying? And they probably let him know, we're going to have a shuttle service for you. That means he's going to have a car service. You know? Come on. And, I, and if I were him, I wouldn't want to go to school. I wouldn't want to go to Florida State. I wouldn't want to spend my last year in in the hills of Tallahassee. No, I'd want to be in a city. Because you're trying to get into Miami, aren't you? Oh, are you in LV? You know what I'm saying? Come on. Send me to University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, or I would not want to go to, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go to Alabama, not my last year. No, I'd, I'd probably, now, um, University of South Florida in Tampa, the city of Tampa, that, that might, might not be a bad spot either. You know, but I would really want to go someplace that's going to be a lot of fun. A city that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Coach, but you got to win. If you're if you're if you're trying to make yourself more eligible for the draft, you got to go somewhere where you can win and have enough talent around you that you can show that you can coordinate that talent. And so you can you know you can kind of make fun about the Tallahassees and the Alabamas, but they're going to have talent there that you can win with. Yes, they are, and and and. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, he's going to have to go. He's going to have to uh, showcase his talent. But, but now, coach, he's leaving Notre Dame. That at one time was one of those programs that was always thought pretty highly of. Uh, and he probably knows the talent better than most uh, college players. And so he probably realized that maybe he couldn't win. Uh, or be on the big stage at Notre Dame because he didn't think he was going to have enough support and cast. I don't know. Well, you know, um, him and him and Coach Brian Kelly has bumped. They've bumped heads a few times while he was at Notre Dame. Uh, he's benched him a few times. He suspended him at one point for the rest of rest of a season. 
Um, they 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 have not always saw eye to eye. So this is not a surprise that uh, that he's leaving um, Notre Dame. And let's don't be so so um, so steady on this guy Brian Kelly because um, he's getting a little shaky at Notre Dame himself and uh, some of the things he's doing. This and this is not a good look for him to see this kid ever Golson uh, leave Notre Dame and. Ever Golson may want to go somewhere where they're going to definitely come back and play Notre Dame um, so he can do Showcase. everything. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I, I think uh, Coach Kelly is um, is part of the reason um, Golson is not coming back to Notre Dame. And, and, it, and it might be a good thing, too, for, for both. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm not sure that, that, that it, they may have just sat down and decided, hey, look. Let's just back away from each other, and I'll go my separate way. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know that you could just automatically, you know, if, if you leave another school, uh, normally if you still have eligibility left, I thought they had to give a release uh, to the NCAA. But undoubtedly after you graduate, that's all null and void, right? Right. After you graduate, that last year is yours. Do what you want to do with it. Okay, well, yeah. I think I think he should try to pick a school that uh, first off he thinks he can go in and showcase. Uh, uh, I think LSU needs a good quarterback coach. <laughs> well, you know, um, Notre Dame's first game um, is against Texas, yeah. and I'm sure Charlie, I'm sure Charlie Strong would love to have him uh, come to Texas. Oh boy, that would be sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah, and 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 um and and, and September twelfth, they play Virginia. That's not a, you know maybe maybe he'd like to go to Virginia. However, look at this though. On September nineteenth, they play Georgia Tech. In a and I'm saying who who you know he's a young black man. He'd probably love to live in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, Atlanta's like the LA of of the East Coast now. It's like it's it's oh, really yeah. popping, man. It's a lot of it's not the LA of the East Coast, but it's a lot of things happening in Atlanta. So Everett Golson might be a good fit for Georgia Tech. They run a veer offense, easy to learn. You know, he's very athletic. I think he could do a lot of damage uh running running that kind of, that style of offense. Well Paul Johnson likes a quarterback that's real athletic, but he also likes one that, you know, that is pretty in his camp all the way. So I don't know if that would be a fit. I'm thinking that uh, there's a couple of Southeastern Conference schools that would be a good fit for him. I think uh, UM, all kidding aside, I think UM would be a good fit for him because they've proven they've they got some talent. Uh, they're just not getting it coached in the right direction. Maybe yeah. this kid can come in and uh, uh, save the coach's job at UM. Hey, well, Notre Dame also plays um, um, Clemson, uh, USC, um, Pitt, Boston College, Stanford. So he, he, you know, if he wants to go and go back and play play Notre Dame, uh, he has some choices, some uh, some teams he can choose from. Well, it'll be interesting to see how Notre Dame comes out of all this because regardless of where the kid goes, uh, if they struggle at the beginning of the season, everybody's going to wonder, you know, here we lost uh, this quarterback. 
And if he goes and has some success somewhere else, then they're going to say, hey, Brian Kelly, what what are you doing? You know? Yeah, exactly. We've got this fifth-year senior that we could have had and made us really uh, be eligible maybe for the national championship run, and he's somewhere else. Well, you know, um, we a lot of times we see these these guys transfer or have to transfer, and um, we're quick to put it on the coach's hands. And I don't, I'm not necessarily thinking that's the situation here. I think this kid fulfilled his obligation in Notre Dame. Four years, graduated. He's earned the right to have basically a free agent year and go wherever he wants to go. In most, in most cases, when you have that free agent year, that fifth year, you stay at your school. You know, if you graduate, oh, it, you know, in most most cases, you stay at your school. Now, back in the day, um, you, if you had a fifth year, you, you, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to go pro early, you had to graduate. I mean, if right. you want to go, if, if you if, if you were redshirted, you had to stay there for that fifth year. You know, no, I take that back. If you if you wanted to leave early in three years, you had to graduate in three years to leave right. early, right. or you had to flunk out of school. And I'll never forget this guy that played for um, Cincinnati, David Fulcher. He was a, a safety. He basically just flunked out of school and entered the NFL draft. You know, but that was almost unethical. You were looked down upon if you did that. You understand? But um, he did it, and and it worked out for him, you know. So, but I, I think I think this is a a, a rule that um, I think other players should take advantage of. I don't think you have an obligation to stay at your college that that last year, that fifth year. You know, if you've if you've already graduated, you can go and work on another degree at another college if you want to. You know, um, and I guess this probably does happen in a lot of situations with kids that we don't know about. Yep. Hey, Coach, we got a call on the line. Caller, go ahead. Reggie, what's happening? Hello. Reggie, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? I caught the show late, so I'm doing pretty good. Sitting up here um, just talking, and and, and I decided to call the show. How you You doing, uh, Daryl? I'm doing real good, Reggie. I, I know you are you a big LeBron James fan. <coughs> you, you was a LeBron James fan before he came to Miami, while he was in Miami, and now he's back in Cleveland. Are you still as big a fan of LeBron James? Hey, I was a, a LeBron fan when he came out of high school. Yeah, matter of fact, I can go further back than that. When he was in high school, I saw some clippings on him, and I thought that this guy was remarkable, uh, and, and and I was right. Uh, this guy is a remarkable player. You know, if you look back, every everywhere that LeBron has been, he has upgraded that team tremendously. This guy has been to five straight conference championships. He went, when he was with Miami, 
He went to four straight championship games, and now he's in a, a conference championship with Cleveland again. The guy's, in my opinion, the best in the game today. Oh, yeah. He's, Nobody's going to argue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a person that, that envies or jealous of nobody, but I do give credit where it's due. And LeBron right now is unstoppable. I don't know nobody that can stop him one-on-one. You know, they, and, and when you look at the games, they have to double and sometimes triple team this guy. So you think that they'll handle him. Atlanta? Do I believe they'll handle Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, it depends on if they can get uh, Kyrie Irving healthy. You know, you gotta have to. You're gonna have to have a, a support group. I don't care how good you are. Basketball, just like football, baseball, and all those other teams where you need, where you have teammates. Everybody has to play a role. And guys that uh, are taking the place of uh, Love and, and Ir- Ir- Irvin, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, if he's not healthy, they're going to have to step up. Because if, if you're one-dimensional, you're going to get shut down. You're going to get shut down, especially playing a team like uh, uh, Atlanta. Yeah, because they're so so diverse. Very yeah, Atlanta passed the ball a lot, very well, very good passes on that team, you know, and they they remind you a lot of um, San Antonio, the Atlanta Hawks, you know. But uh, Reggie, I, I would agree with you. LeBron James is definitely the best player in the world right now, and uh, right. and and I'm not so sure if we're looking at a player that could possibly win the NBA championship with a put together team. And 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 I'm and I'm talking about um, Shumpert, who a uh, 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 New York Knicks reject, and he seemed like he dropped more three pointers in one game than the Knicks dropped the whole season. And 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 mm-hmm. and then we got this guy J.R. Smith, another New York Knicks reject, who is you know he he's like a a buzz saw, get in your head, and and he's very very effective on the defensive side and can shoot the three-pointer. And when both of these guys get hot, man, LeBron James is not always a scorer. He's he's a deliverer. He's a, a, a disher. I mean, he he, he dropping many dimes as he does on points most times, sometimes in a half. Exactly. And and in my, in my personal opinion, I think that this game is going to go at least six six games, if not seven. At least, really. Yeah. I think it's going six games, but I really think Cleveland is is going to um is is going to take this, and uh, I, I think Cleveland has some role players that um uh, my, that that have really come on strong, and this guy Thomas, um, they haven't really skipped a beat when they lost um, Kevin Love. Uh, Thomas came off the bench, now he's starting and uh, playing some serious ball. Uh, Moskov on the center for them, uh, he's. He's very physical inside. I think they have enough to win the Eastern Conference Championship. Oh, no doubt, absolutely. I do. I do as well. Uh, and I, I believe, you know, what what really surprises me, or not really surprises me, but what I really respect about LeBron, 
and I spoke to you uh, earlier, uh, Dara, about this, is how he takes the blame upon himself when they play bad, or even if he plays bad, there's no finger pointing. He he always steps up uh, like the leader he is and, and takes responsibility if they don't play so good. He he takes a lot of the a lot of the blame, a lot of the weight on his shoulder. And then you'll see him come out the next game and, and step it up. And that's what a leader does. I, I agree. He, he he takes a lot of pressure. And, and, you know, it's a lot of LeBron James haters, too. You know, and I've not always been um, a LeBron James uh, fan. You know, I, I, I thought he was overrated at one point. I thought he got more credit than he deserved uh, too quickly at, at one point. But um, I really think this man has really uh, – he's changed my mind. Uh, he's a leader. Um, like you say, he, he deflects a lot of pressure from his team all the time, putting the blame on him. When uh, when a, when a lot of guys will 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 throw their teammates under the bus, I've never heard LeBron James throw his teammates under the bus. You know, the other thing about that coach is that LeBron has shown consistency. It's one thing to be you know when he was at Cleveland, you know everybody said he was one of the great players. Well, when he goes to Miami, they surround him with the other great players. What happens? They they're in the finals four years straight. Two years they win it. So he goes back to Cleveland, and they're doing it again. So, yeah, I think he's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is the number one player in the NBA right now. Oh, right. Right. without a doubt. And, and, yeah. and just to comment on what you said, too, uh, Darrell, about, uh, about him uh, <clears throat> being a leader, he always watches what he says. Yes. He always watches what he says. He's very, very uh, 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 choosy as to the words that he uses uh, after a game, especially after a defeat. And and that's what a, a leader does. You know, you don't you don't right. sit there, you don't say things that you're going to later regret. And that's another thing that I, I've seen in maturity from the time when he stepped into the league up until now. You know, the the, the uh, comments that he makes following the games where, where he didn't play so good or the team as a whole didn't play so good. So, yeah. you know, well, it, Red, it, and, and you, also, you also said this. Let me say this, and I'm going to shut up. You said that um, that uh, you, you like about, uh, wow, what was that comment you just made? Man, wow, it, just, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Oh, about him, uh, a lot of haters. That's it. You know, I don't care if LeBron scored 50 points, 60 points, 70 points a night. There's always going to be somebody to say something. They'll say, oh, he's a ball hog. He's a this. Everybody's not going to like you, no matter how good you are or how well you play or how you present yourself. Or you, everybody's not going to like you, and you can't worry about that. You just have to be the best that you can be on and off the court and do what you do, and and leave the rest. Let let the rest fly. You know, if it doesn't apply, you let it fly. You don't worry. Ah. You can't worry about what other people think. I like that, Reggie. Hey, Reggie on the West yeah. Coast, who you got? You got um, you got um, Golden State. Yeah, the Clippers or Houston. The Clippers. I like Golden State. I like Golden State. Me too. Uh, speaking about good players, that that uh, was Curry. 
Stephen oh, Curry? Yeah. Is that Steph his name? Curry. Yeah, yeah that, that guy is unbelievable. Did you see that shot he made from almost the free throw line, or just uh, 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 from the top of the key, from from the back court? Yeah. Three-quarter shot. Did you see that shot? Yeah. 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 And that looked was, like he was aiming I, at it, too. Not like one of those luck shots me and you try to make. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, this guy is just un- unbelievable. I mean, the crossover dribble, I-, I-, I was watching the ESPN highlights. I didn't see that game, but where he made um um the Paul. guy, uh, the guard, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul down. <laughs> I'm like, wow! Did you see that move? So, yeah, yeah. this guy, I, I, I like him. I'm a, I'm a Curry uh, fan. You know, I, I like guys who play the game and play the game well. I yeah. never followed Golden State, but I watched the highlights, and this guy so, is consistent. So, uh, Reggie, we got to run, but the way you make it okay. sound, you don't like Dwight Howard. Because a lot of people don't think he played a game right. But he, here's again, this man has his team in the finals, in the Western Conference Championship. He's already been in the Eastern Conference Championship. Now LeBron James has it. Not, not LeBron James. LeBron James has his team in the Eastern Conference Championship. And Dwight Howard, the seven-footer, never went to high school, never went to college, has his team in the Western Conference Championship. We got to get this man a little bit of credit. He's a seven-footer. He's a dominator inside. And let's see how this thing unfolds. Hey, guys, Coach and Reggie, thank you. We'll be back next week with more Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.